Hey everyone, welcome back to Ascend Student Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we're going to look at the book of Genesis. And as a reminder, if you haven't heard the intro video to this year's series, we encourage you to go back and listen to that because this year's series is going to be a little different as we're not going to be diving in detail to each chapter that we're going to be reading as we're trying to read the entire Bible in a year. But we are going to be talking big picture about some things that will help us as we're reading through each of the books. When we look at the 66 books of the Bible, we need to understand that each of those books was written for a specific reason, by a specific person, for a specific audience. And one of the challenges that we as modern readers have is trying to understand what that truth is and how it applies to us. We're really going to have to focus on this a lot in the Old Testament as we understand that there's a large difference between what had been revealed to God's people and what God desired and how we see the change of that take place in the New Testament, specifically with the incarnation of Jesus and his teachings. So as we jump in today to think about the book of Genesis, I want to challenge us as you are reading through Genesis, you need to understand a couple of things about Genesis. One, you need to understand the style of writing that it is. You need to understand the genre that it has. And that genre is mostly historical narrative. And so when we read narrative, we think about stories. We think about many of the different stories that we read in other places. And so they have characters, they have a setting, they have the plot, they have dialogue, they have all of these different things that are taking place that tell us a large story. And usually in those stories, we like to pick out the main characters and we like to set them up as our heroes or we like to understand some of them as villains. And depending upon where you sit on a situation, you might choose to side yourself with one or the other. Think about the Star Wars realm. In Star Wars, there are heroes and there are villains. Yet some people would rather root for the Sith than the Jedi. In the new modern Star Wars, we also understand that they've brought us to the point where they want us to understand that there's really no difference between the Sith and the Jedi. And whether or not you believe or understand that, you can look into episodes 7, 8, and 9 and see how that's what they're trying to develop with what's taking place in the fictitious world that they have. So a lot of times we carry that baggage of how we read or watch or understand different things that are presented to us in narrative fashion. We look for the things that we want to root for. We want to side ourselves with individuals or stories. We look for compelling opportunities for that. And it's kind of challenging for us to wrestle with that with reading the Bible. When we think about reading the Bible, we don't want to set aside the fact that the characters, the setting, the scene, the plot, the dialogue, that all of those things are not important. They are certainly important, and they're important for us to understand what the totality of God's Word is saying. But we also have to understand that we're going to be tempted to make the main characters who are not actually the main character of the story. As you're reading through Genesis and as you're reading through the Bible, you need to have the lenses on of understanding that God is the main character of the Bible. It's not these different people that we're going to meet. We do need to pay attention to when the people come on scene and when they move off scene and how they're replaced and some of the different offices or settings or different challenges or different opportunities that they're given. 
Those are important for us, understanding God revealing himself in his story. But we have to understand it is God's story that we're reading. And our job as a reader is to find the place that we connect to God's story, not find the place that he connects to the story of man. And so we need to develop that sort of a mindset as we're reading through. Because if we understand the story as being God is the main character, God is the story that it's all about, it helps us to understand how we're supposed to encounter and how we're supposed to relate to the characters that we see. Most of you guys have already begun the journey in Genesis, and you're probably hearing this somewhere through about maybe chapter 25 or 28, somewhere in there. And as you think about that, you've been introduced to a lot of different characters. You've seen Adam, you've seen Eve, you've seen Cain, you've seen Noah, you've seen Abraham, you've seen Isaac, you've seen Jacob, you've seen these people who you might be tempted to say, hey, this is the main character in the story. But many of these characters have huge flaws that are present. And we read about them, and they've been recorded for us in Scripture. And so we might think, hey, this is the guy. I need to pay attention. I should imitate this person's behavior. I should pattern my life after the decisions that they're making and the lifestyle that they're portraying. But it's important for us to see that that's not necessarily what's taking place as we read narrative literature. Narrative literature describes life how it took place. It does not necessarily prescribe or tell us how we are supposed to live. And so when we look back at these stories, we're not necessarily trying to say, how is it that I'm supposed to be like this person and do what they did? Certainly we can see the examples that we've seen already in the book of Genesis and will continue to take place in the book of Genesis in the rest of the scriptures about how humans make flawed decisions that impact others around them. We need to learn that principle. We need to understand that instead of trying to pattern our lives after other people. And what makes this really difficult is often, if you've grown up in the church, we learn about these individuals and their stories, and they become our heroes. We learn about people like David. We learn about people like Noah, who are willing to do things when nobody else around them are willing to do that. They take a stand for faith. They take a stand for God. And we start to say, this is the person I should be patterning my life after. But as we're going to walk through the totality of the scripture, we're seeing that that's not necessarily the biggest takeaway that we're supposed to have. The takeaway is much greater than that. And so as you walk through this narrative section, as you walk through the story of Genesis, do pay attention to the characters. Pay attention to the setting. Pay attention to what's happening. Pay attention to how God moves his people around. Pay attention to all of that taking place. But understand that God is the main character. And we are reading and understanding his story. And as we're doing that, we're developing our understanding of how we follow in humanity's footsteps of trying to bring ourselves back to the presence of God. Because that's what's taken away in this story. You look at the development of the world and all of the good things that are in there in the opening chapters of Genesis, and then we see the fall that takes place. And with that, man is banished from the presence of God, but still has a longing to be in the presence of God. So how does man Get back to the presence of God. We see that Genesis 3.15, the promises that are made there, and the patterns that are going to be developed throughout the scriptures that show us of man's inability to recreate an opportunity to have 
access to the presence of God at the same caliber that they did in the opening chapters of Genesis. And so as you're reading through that, hopefully you take a moment to to ponder these things, to, to put on those lenses that we're challenging you to put on, and that that will help you as you're reading through the book of Genesis to see what's taking place. Now, certainly as you're reading through and you're talking through and you're you're speaking about God's word with other people, bring up those questions that you have. Talk with them about it. We've encouraged you guys to be doing this as a small group together. Those individuals in there hopefully can be a part of understanding God's word with you and helping you to see you in clarity. And so as you work through that, as you talk about God's word, as you read it, as you study it together, know today you were loved.